3: Hello, good morning. Welcome to join us today, join News Desk. We are coming to you live from our studios in Kukumlimiro and DTT because we're free to on DStv channel four two one and GoTV channel one two five. Coming up this morning, Finance Minister Ken Oforiatta to present the twenty twenty four budget this morning amidst concerns of the introduction of new taxes. We'll bring you details as senior economist warns government against reversing the gains made in the IMF. Program, we are live in Parliament for details of that budget this morning. Also, government says it will be difficult to pay the newly agreed twenty three percent increment in base pay for the twenty twenty four working year after yielding to the demands of labor unions. So the
4: twenty three percent, I am told, even brings a budget overrun like three point seven billion and 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 this is huge you know so explaining uh, all this to labor they have to get as to how finance will be able to fi- finance this is one all of us are looking
3: more as the union say they will not condone any delays with the implementation of the agreed wages we are also live in parliament this morning we'll bring you details plus business shortly please stay for details <laughs> This morning, the Finance Minister, Ken Oforiata, will present the 2024 budget in Parliament. The budget is expected to cover all sectors of the economy with particular emphasis on revenue generation and expenditure cuts in some areas to stimulate growth. But even before the fine details of the budget are put out, the minority is warning government against the introduction of new taxes. It hints the Finance Minister, Ken Oforiata, intends to raise 12 billion cities in revenue as part of the budget. But the minority side says it will not allow this to go through. Listen to former minority leader Harun Idrisu, who is also asking the finance minister to review existing taxes to give the private sector some breathing space.
4: that would have for tomorrow would have been to announce that he has reached an agreement with external creditors in order that he would be able to save some 10.5 billion US dollars out of the 29 billion US dollars external debt. That will give him some fiscal space. But tomorrow he is more likely to say that a near conclusion with external creditors including China and Paris club, on closure on this matter which has become a requirement of the IMF for the release of the 600 million US dollars bailout to add up to the initial 600 million US dollars which was uh, released earlier I think that we need the 600 million US dollars bargaining before the end of November so Daniel should expect a review of uh, Now, we must also as a country, all of us, including those of us in the NDC, must begin looking for answers as to how to deal with the continuous depreciation of the city. We need to work
1: to expand. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgrainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning to your viewers
5: and listeners. I... I think that it's important for us um, now to do what we call fiscal consolidation. In other words, to reduce the extent to which we overrun our budget in in terms of the deficit. Because it's the deficit that will lead us on to go and borrow, to find that deficit. And we've mentioned this over the years that mm, there's so much revenue you can collect up to a point. But if you want to cut down, On the extent to which you borrow, then you need to take a look at your expenditure. And so, as we speak, we will be expecting to find out the ways in which government is going to detail out how it's going to rationalise its expenditure, whilst at the same time ensuring that it is investing in the growth centres of the economy. Because once the economy grows, our debt to GDP ratio declines. We raise more revenue, we can be able to pay for our debts when we borrow. So it's important that the sort of commitments that we made to the fund in going for their support in terms of expenditure rationalization and then ex- increasing our revenue, not necessarily introducing new taxes, but making our revenue collection efforts more efficient, reducing our tax exemptions, and also introducing such levies that are not going to punish the productive sector. If you remember last year or so, the government introduced a production tax, which we already knew to be a consumption tax in terms of the NHIL get fund. These were taxes that were treated like value-added taxes that uh, producers could take out as their inputs VATs. But the government came up with a policy that prevented the producers from taking that input VAT. We have to give it back to them for them to take the input back so that it becomes a consumption tax. But then what we need to do also is to find a way in which we can... Tax the almost 10.7 million structures that we have in Ghana. Supposing even 7 million of them are taxable. And we collect on average 1,500 property rates, 1,500 cities per year for the properties that we have. That will give us over a billion dollars. That alone will be enough to support our budget huge amount of money support our budget. And so it is important that we look at how we are going to break in more revenue without introducing any nuisance tax that is going to affect the productive sector. Take away some of them that are already affecting them in negative ways. Become more efficient at collect, collection of taxes. And then rationalize our expenditure. We need to take a second look at the public sector wage bill. Clean note of the ghost names and also ask ourselves the question of whether all enterprises that are paid by government, if the government cannot win some of them off its payroll. Public sector universities charging 1,700 school fees for a whole academic year for university students. Too low. Can we increase, we know there are political economic issues, but can we increase and in a bit so that the universities can collect enough to fund the cost of training the young men and women at the tertiary level so that the government's interventions can reduce a bit to free some fiscal space for the government to use that to provide the infrastructure that the productive sector needs? So these are choices that only the government can decide. Is it possible to realign some of the ministries, cut down on the executive? I've heard people say that look, it will not bring in any much revenue. But it sends a signaling effect that the government is doing something about its own executive size and then cuts it down on, on, on that aspect of the expenditure. Then also, we need to ensure that whatever goods and services that government procures, we get value for money. Our national procurement laws were meant to ensure that Ghana was going to benefit from value for money purchases by the public sector. As, as you speak, I don't think that is the case. There are situations in which government is having to pay for goods that are on the market five to ten times the value. That is not efficiency. So we need to take a look at these things because we don't need to introduce new taxes. I mean, the Ghanaian public are already fed up with Especially in the productive sector, the vehicle luxury tax that we came up with, that we took away, is it possible to to see others, those who carry these huge cars with these big engines, pay something for us to put into the road fund to to build our road infrastructure? Can we digitize the road tolls in such a way that people can even pay with their mobile phones? and have access to these roads that are being put in good conditions to reduce the accidents that we have on the roads. Because don't forget that one of the reasons why we've not been able to bring down food inflation, inspector of however a successful agriculture is, is the transportation cost. Are we going to be able to build the road infrastructure from the farm gate to the markets to reduce the cost of transportation of these goods to the markets? Because that's the only way we can bring down the food inflation, and so these are the choices that we need to make to ensure that we do not get into the conditions that we found ourselves in last year. And in- already we are seeing the benefits of what we've started, and um, we see inflation declining. We have seen our growth higher than we expected it, and so our city has, has stabilized. So we need to continue these efforts, but we don't need to introduce new taxes that will be a nuisance to the private sector.
3: Prof, it's important that you talk about the revenue versus expenditure because it's been a big conversation we've had. All we want is a cut in government expenditure, especially as we get into an election year. But it's actually obvious expenditure will rise rather than decrease. I mean, what's the danger if that happens?
5: Well, if that happens, we cannot do the fiscal consolidation that we expect. And I, I think that the fund should exist. Because there is going to be zero financing from the central bank. That is certainly going to happen. So I do not expect that this government would run a huge expenditure. We need to cut on certain things. We need to rationalize the expenditure. We need to align some of the ministries. I mean, some of the ministries have two, three ministers. Deputy Minister, do we need them? I mean, these are the times that we need to make those difficult choices that would ensure that whatever gains we are seeing from the support that we're getting for the fund, whether it's credibility or the gold for reserves program by the central bank, we've seen that things are getting a little bit better. We need to sustain it. And it has to come with choices. We should forget about the election year. Look, if we are not going to break, break the political business cycle, is going to be business as usual. Then I'm, I'm very sure that we are going to get into a much worse situation than we find ourselves. And it's important that the governments will look beyond the elections and ensure that it puts Ghana on the path of the recovery, sustaining what we have seen now, and recover the economy to the levels that we expect it to be. Very
3: important. Prof. Botex, and I'm grateful for your time. He's a professor of economics, at uh, the economics department at the University of Ghana. In the studio, our in-house data analyst and a member of research desk, Kofi J has joined me. Kofi, I, I want us to do uh, a comparison. I mean, of all the budgets we've had, especially that of last year, which is leading us into uh, the new one. Uh, first, how did the 2023 budget fare?
6: Well, so this is a budget that uh, probably had a first taste of the IMF program because you got the IMF, you know, uh, program approved in May 2023. The budget was read in November 2022, so by the time we got to July 31st, the government had done a lot of revisions in the media budget review, where we saw a number of the macroeconomic targets being revised downwards, so, and, and some even revised upwards. So if you look at inflation targets and for instance, we were hoping to end the year a little above 18% in 2023. Now we are hoping to go a little above 31%. But the good news is that For the past three months, we've seen inflation come down uh, from somewhere 51.4% when it peaked in December 2022 to now 35.2%. It's good news for government. Uh, But on the other side, there were other targets that we were hoping to actually get the fiscal space that we were hoping to get both from the domestic debt exchange program and then as well the external debt restructuring the magnitude of the progress that government has actually done in terms of the restructuring at the external level. But the data looks good for government. If you look at expenditure, for instance, I'm looking at the appropriation, Mm. and then also considering the provisional data given by the finance ministry itself. There's some sort of good news for the finance ministry, uh, because if you look at the first half of 2020 three mm-hmm. government was hoping to spend some 110 billion ghana cedis the provisional data that we have currently shows government has now spent 81 versus the 110 they were hoping to spend uh, in the first half of 2023 that's good news mm-hmm. and we are we know that this is stemming from the fact that we've done ddp we have the fiscal space We are not really paying the interest on loans. Some of the principal payments has actually been postponed, and we are hoping to do so at the external level. Now, let me also go through the revenue aspect in terms of the tax revenue and all of those things. Just like Prof said, government is hoping to now consolidate some of the gains that is actually chalked in the first half and then also... Uh, probably at the dying best of the year, mm. uh, hoping that they will end the year with the inflation target or even fall below that yeah. and growth as well growth has actually gone beyond what we actually projected, but some key economic indicators, like some of the taxes that we will be going through, you see that um, even if you look at the um, total exports that we gain from the exportation of the export of cocoa um, crude oil, and then even uh, a gold, it has actually dropped because, mm. let me fetch the data. If you look at last year, between January and August
1: 2022,
6: yep. by the eighth month we had gained, in terms of total exports from these three and other um, commodities, $11.8 billion. Mm. That was what we generated in the first eight months of 2022, fiscal year. Okay. If you compare the same thing to what we have currently, 2023 is dropped by almost more than a little over 1 billion dollars so we've moved from 11.8 billion dollars to now 10.8 billion Mm dollars almost a billion dollar actually reduction there and this is actually coming from oil exports that we could not probably meet the same thing that we exported in 2023 so we've dropped from that 3.8 billion dollars in the first 8 months of 2022 to now 2.4 dollars billion.
3: Let's look at the tax components and expenditure bracket. Mm. What was the target and how are we faring?
6: So now let, let's let's compare for instance the what we programmed to get in the first the first and second quarter which is given as the first half of the year because mm-hmm. that's what we have provisional data for. Yeah. So the finance ministry projected that by the first half of 2023 they should raise some 49.6 billion Ghana cities. Mm. Currently, currently, as we speak, the provisional data that we have shows 47.8. So there's that variance of about 2 billion Ghana cities that we've not actually, it's provisional data anyway. So, But if you look at uh, VAT, for instance, some good news, if you look at VAT, VAT, the first half of 2023, we're hoping to get... 8 point uh, eight billion Ghana cities. Now we've been able to raise a little above 11.3 billion. That's mm-hmm. good news for government. Mm-hmm. But another tax revenue that's probably not really performing um, as we projected is the e-levy. And if you look at it, this will be the second time in a row after that it was actually introduced in 2020, uh, 2022 that it's not really performing the way we wanted it to perform. So the first target was seven billion in twenty twenty a little close to seven billion in twenty twenty two. Now we are looking at getting about eight hundred million Ghana CDs. And if you look at the data, the provisional data that the, the finance ministry themselves have put out for the first half the first half of the year, you see that what we actually projected to get is way below what we actually have for the for the first half. So mm-hmm. some um, 982 million Ghana cities, that was what we we're projecting to get. But provisional data shows we did not get anywhere close to this value of 982. We now have 455 million Ghana So CDs.
3: if you look at how the budget has fared in 2023, uh, a revision in the supplementary budget mm-hmm. of our revenue target, that means that we could not meet the target that we wanted to, uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we targeted yeah. for 2023. Um, what does it mean for the 2024 budget?
6: So one, 2023 budget, that was the first time that we saw Ghana's total expenditure, you know, move or creep into the 200 billion zone, yeah. Ghana cities. Now you have 2024 budgets coming up where we have to do a lot of expenditure cuts Government, they've already taken the lead by cutting some of expenditure. People are saying they should go ahead and cut more. There's also the revenue side that we are trying to revamp. But if you look at what we have versus um, some of the data that we've seen so far, in terms of base pay that has actually been increased uh, by up to 25% in 2024, all of these things are supposed to put a lot of pressure on the compensation bit of the expenditure. Because, mind you, if not for the debt restructuring and whatever that we've done, we were supposed to pay uh, close to about 50 billion Ghana cities in terms of debt servicing alone at both the external and the domestic level. So once government has the free space to breathe at the domestic level and is hoping to do so at the external level, mm. then you know that the expenditure will actually reduce. Government can now have the space to now accommodate that 23, 25% promise that they've given to labor that they are going to increase um, um how do you call it the, the base pay. We've also seen the minimum wage also rising. And and I'm looking at the compensation bit of the of the expenditure line item because just two line items, interest payment and compensation to employees, usually, usually the account for more than 50 percent
3: and in, in this case they've had to go above the threshold especially mm. when they were de- uh, negotiating yeah. the base fee yeah. the minister says that they were looking forward to uh, reaching an agreement of 19 percent now they've had to give in to the 23 percent demand yeah. how they're going to fund that he says it will be difficult yeah. so definitely must find a way into the budget And mind you, next year is an an election election year. That's what a lot of people dread. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's definitely not going to be different from the other years, right? The other election years. If
6: you look at what Labour actually put out yesterday, listening to some of the conversation, it actually took the finance minister to come to the negotiation table and spread the data and show them that, look, if we go beyond this threshold, we may not be able to afford it. So let's come to equilibrium. We know Labour started from... 120 percent. That was what they were looking, looking for. came for. Government started from 10. So look at the huge variance. Yeah. But thankfully, they were able to come to that equilibrium of the 23 to 25 percent in the 2024 fiscal year. So huge, um, you know, line items on our expenditure going forward in 2024 since government has decided to. But we did it last year, 30 percent. A year before was seven percent in 2022 how government is actually going to convince IMFs to actually accommodate this 23 to 25%. I, I know it's within their, their means to do that because they actually consider a whole lot of things before reaching this. But we are hoping that... Uh, the implementation will not be a challenge. As a
3: challenge as which a would have effects on other exactly. sectors. Let's now cross over to Parliament where the House is set in anticipation of the delivery of the 2024 budget by the Finance Minister, Ken Oforiata. Parliamentary correspondent Kwekwa Sante and uh, George riafe with the business team are standing by for us. Let me start with you, kweku Uh, is the house set uh, in waiting for the finance minister is he in the house as we speak
7: well yes Aisha the finance minister is expected to be here in parliament any moment from now in fact if you look back on the chamber you would see that a number of MPs have now taken their seats which shows that very soon we expect the finance minister to come in, in fact I've seen the minority, the majority leadership, some of them coming in. The minority leadership have not arrived yet, but the expectation is that they will come in. So my understanding was that this morning there was a caucus meeting to sort of sort of discuss the, the the minority position on some of the things that they have they, they had heard um, coming into this. But I have your joy business editor, George Rafe, to give us some understanding of what we expected to see. George, in terms of information, what have
8: you been able to glean? in terms of what we should expect today? I think that anybody that has doubts in his mind about the direction of this uh, budget you should just do a quick run on the IMF program and what will be the main focus. Later, when we reported this in Oswal two weeks ago about the, the budget being influenced by the IMF program, just yesterday the Ministry of Finance issued a statement more of confirming that this program or this budget to be influenced by the fund program. And what is the fund program trying to do, trying to reduce our debt situation and also mobilize more revenue? And I think that's one thing that will be of interest to a lot of people. I think that the fund has maintained that we are still not raising the required revenue to to match our expenditure, or if you're looking at the size of the economy, it appears that from government side they differ. And so if you're supposed to raise more revenue, then what would be the approach you are either going on the tangent of being efficient in collection and all the rest and roping the tax net. I had the tax net argument far back when I was in primary school. It looks like that hasn't worked. If you're looking for a short-term solution, a more secure source of improving the situation, that is where the argument about raising some tax rates and even introducing new taxes to deal with this gap. You heard the minority confirming that when the minister met them, He just gave them a fair idea about raising almost about the 12 billion, I stand to be counted. Tax efficiency, tax more being aggressive, may not be able to raise that amount of money for I stand to be corrected again within one year. That confirms what we have also picked up that there is a likelihood that the minister might have to introduce some new taxes. But again, the caveat here is that we've we've known in the past where even an hour before budget, certain statements are drawn and replaced. So you also don't want to rule out whether when they test the port, being a political season, an election year, maybe it might not be good, so they might review some of these taxes. So that is something that we should expect or not rule out. Again, you look at the the fund program, Government say that they want to expand the economy. Now, when you expand the economy, it has an implication on our debt situation, debt-GDP ratio and all the rest. So they will be coming with this growth and prosperity program that they believe that would aid in the expansion of the economy, support private sector to also grow. Because if government is not expanding that much, maybe the whole idea is that can the private sector be supported so they can also help in the expansion of the economy. So expect something in that area so but hopefully if you look at the fund program and what it's looking at that will basically shape the direction of this budget uh, going forward for next year.
7: You've you've said a lot about the IMF deal being the the, the anchor for this budget. Recently, there's been a lot of talk about Ghana and the IMF relation. In terms of the information you are getting, are we on the right track to get the next 600 million? And the kind of information that have come out, the finance minister put out a statement, actually the banking reports that they, they, they had missed a certain deadline. Of course, um, joining us had stood their ground in terms of the reporting and all that. In terms of what you are getting, Are we able to get this money as soon as possible because the board is set to meet in
8: terms of how crucial it is for this budget? If if, if you look at or if you pay closely to the fund, the board is going to meet on November 22nd to look at the second tranche coming in. And for me, when you get close to this board meeting, you just put your ears on the ground, the body language and all the rest. We understand that right now what the board is just looking for is that memorandum of understanding the no objection so that they will go ahead and meet again just like what happened in the first tranche the body language from the fund and everything suggests that we are likely to get the approval from the fund it appears that the engagement with the bilateral creditors the 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 g20 group and all the rest it it appears is going well and it looks like very soon that MOU that they released to say that we have no objection, discussions have gone well, and Ghana is going to get. So, again, I, I, engaging the fund of record, the body language, the communication from them, seem to suggest that when the board meets on November 22, they are going to give their no objection and approve the staff report that the staff put together when they came to Ghana here and release that next tranche of funds for us to get the money. So. That is, again, what we are picking up, and it suggests that we are on track. terms of the program. If you follow the program, you realize that changes are done to how things are done and all the rest, meeting the test dates and all those things, the bilateral agreements and all the rest. And, again, from what I have picked up, it appears that we are on track to meet all these targets and to get that MOU from the bilateral creditors that will go to the board and the board to meet, and uh, unless something happens in the last minutes, it appears that we are on track to get this money from the IMF.
7: So, the finance minister had told the finance committee, and according to the minority, that he's seeking to raise about 12 billion Ghana cities. And that is just about $1 billion. That, that is what we expected the E-Levy to raise, for instance. Harunay Risu, speaking just a few days ago, talked about reviewing some of the existing taxes. Do you think that there is space within the fiscal policy or government to review existing
8: taxes at all, or remove any at all. Uh, uh, Government might want to review their taxes, but also you want to look at the ability to pay. If you gauge the pulse of businesses out there, there's this whole thing about tax fatigue. They feel that the...
0: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?
8: being strangled is the same businesses that are paying the tax so yes but if you again i look at the there's an organization of tax agencies around the world which ghana is part of and apparently going through that data it is not true that no it is not true that ghana is the lowest in the region when it comes to our tax gdp ratio we're actually doing far better than several countries in the south region apparently even for last year alone In terms of growth in tax collections, Ghana recorded about 2% or so, far better than other countries. So the whole argument that we are not raising the required revenue and taxes, if you go through that data, it doesn't back that argument. So there is a problem about the ability to pay and whether the environment is right to put in these things. Yes, of course. E-Levy is a typical example about why consensus should be built when we are putting out these tax measures, from the academia to the experts, to the analysts, they all raised questions about the structure of this tax and whether it's going to work. So if this government is a listening government, they should go back and look at the problems that happened pre-introduction of E-Levy and what it went through. And for if these businesses are saying that they cannot pay these taxes. I think it's just have to listen to them.
7: Yeah. So Aisha, that is the situation here in Parliament. I'm just calling an MP to join us here very shortly, so that we can have an understanding of what exactly they are getting. But George, of course, giving us a certain fundamental of what we are to expect. Of course, we must put on the record that the minority have been insisting that they will not be part of the introduction of any new taxes. What would that mean? They have 137 MPs. Are they able to reject any tax measure on the floor if the majority side is able to marshal all its numbers? To to come out to the floor, that is key. But I want to go back to George again and talk about the, the, the view on the economy. There is so much riding on credibility of the economy and the credibility in the economy. Do you, do, you, do you think that some of the rhetoric coming from the minority about hampering government's ability to raise revenue is something that is going to affect us even in terms of our, our bilateral creditors? Because they are trying to forgive you, they are trying to help you, and then they hear locally that some of your partners including the opposition are saying that they are not going to help you raise any revenue. What signal does that send outside?
8: I, I think that what happened with E-Levy will sometimes tell you how government sometimes may do whatever they have to do to have their way. So in terms of what the minority thinks, the minority will talk all right but when it comes to the final thing to be done would they approve or disapprove of it? But don't forget that for these external partners in the credit they are looking at your data If you look at the macro numbers, we've seen some stability, whichever way you want to look at it. And for for them, that is very, very important. Are we seeing that stability? Inflation. They are having projections that we might end the year at about 27%, far lower than the 13-29% that the Bank of Ghana has projected. And what is going to feed into that? Don't forget that going into next year as well, some extra measures are going to come in to try and lower the inflation down. So they are gonna look at the macro numbers and also look at government actions in terms of because even though we are raising revenue, it is still not enough to fund government's expenditure. Can government scale back on expenditure to deal with that? Maybe yes. So if you look at the number for them, even though the minority will raise concerns, they look at end of the day what will happen. Has government been able to give them the assurance that they will get the minority to come on their side? It's a give and take. Maybe if government is able to scale back on certain things, the minority would then come on board to support these whole tax measures. But for me, the argument is that E. Levy's challenges should be a guiding principle in whatever tax measure that government would want to introduce in the 2024 budget. Yep. George, making the point about
7: how crucial it is for the government to actually look at the challenges that the E Levy faced before they introduce any new uh, any new taxes. George, thank you. I'll come back to you shortly. But I have a member of Parliament who is coming to join me to discuss some of the key issues that have been happening over the past few over the past few weeks, and um, he will give us some understanding of what exactly the understanding they have in terms of what exactly is going to happen. So, Honourable, in terms of what you are listening, are we expected to see new taxes? Do you have any confirmation on that?
9: Not yet, but clearly what, what, what I'm expecting is to hear something that is going to help us fight our climate change. And, and I think looking at the emissions that we are seeing nowadays across both vehicles and our industry, we don't have heavy industries anyway, but obviously there are some emissions that we need to start tackling them from now. And I'm sure there should be something in there for that. Mm.
7: That, that is Paul Chumberima, the M- MP for Doma East. Of course, some of the name, one of the persons who have been tipped to, to partner Dr Mahmoud Baumia into the 2024 election. The conversation is ongoing, and I'm sure we can have that conversation at a later time. But already we've heard from your colleagues in the NDC who say they are not going to support any new taxes, who say that if government is to introduce any measures that is going to impoverish the ordinary Ghanaian, they are going to fight back. Do you sense that you and your colleagues on the majority side have the appetite, like you fought during E-Levy, to stand by government to shepherd this economic policy through to be able to get anything?
9: Obviously, if it is something good that's going to help the country, we will support it. But, you see, I don't expect the finance minister to introduce any tax that's going to burden any Ghanaian at this moment. I am confident. I'm, I'm aware that certain taxes are going to be scrapped or some are going to be reduced. I mean, I'm aware that even taxes on... On sanitary powers and other things are going to be um, taken off in terms of agricultural machinery and other things. So clearly, we are on course of not burdening any Ghanaian at this moment. However, there are certain areas also that if we think, like climate change, is a main issue
7: across the globe. When so, climate change is so important when there are ordinary Ghanaians who think they can't even get food. But when, climate change is good, when, but is it something when, you want to do when, now? When the environment
9: it's going to wipe away the average Ghanaian. Then we need to protect the environment to yeah, keep the I mean, Ghanaian. Some will so tell that Ghanaian. we are not
7: there yet as a country. Oh no, we are. Look there. at the bread and butter matters first. Emissions. Bread and butter. No, emissions. Bread and butter. Emissions. No emissions. Bread and no,
9: emissions. Yeah. emissions are critical to us. For me, if we if we go to the United Kingdom, you know there that some part they call the congestion area or the emissions zone, immediately, immediately you get to that place, you pay tax. Some sort of taxes are there. Those things, for me, I think we should introduce it in our our country. Because there are some cars that if you see and some industry that you see and the kind of emissions that they produce and even when you are in traffic, the kind of same, I mean clearly you can see that the average Ghanaian at one point may not be able to take care of him or herself. So obviously that is also gonna burden the economy. How, so we need to we need to wait, but I don't expect any taxes that are going to burden Ghana. It's it's, it's gonna be a stability and development, growth, budget. And I don't expect my my other colleagues to be worried about don't do again. it can't be it
7: shouldn't be but before you go back to the chamber this weekend you expected to go to rock city but now that has been cancelled you have to do the post budget workshop here in parliament because the people say you need to be able to cut down on expenditure you are you are the elected representatives they want to see that you are tightening your belt just like everybody else do you think that you can have a successful post budget workshop within the vicinity of parliament why shouldn't we
9: why shouldn't we? I support the fact that yes, if we are not going anywhere, we should do it here. Obviously that is one part of the process. that showing Ghanaians that we are all part of the of, of cutting taxing our bed. So I think we should have a very good one and, and, and it's
7: going to be good. All right. Thank you very much. That is Paul Chumberma, the member of Parliament for, for, for the my east and um, um, George Weah will be back with me in, in a moment. So that is the situation here in terms of the the the, the, the persons and what they expect that they want to be seen. Then the honourable member is confirming to us that there may be new taxes, but he does not expect that those taxes will overburden the Ghanaian public. Before we hand over back to the studio, George, the MP tells us that he expects some taxes to go off or in terms of some bridge again, like the tax on sanitary parts, for instance. But
8: generally, what sense have you gotten, and what kind of outlook is this budget going to show? I think that I can confirm on the sanitary part as well. Um, it, it might be a give and take. So you have a situation where some taxes will be taken off, because I understand that the association of Ghana industries has also pushed very hard on this for it to be scrapped. So the tax uncertainty to, uh, indeed will be scrapped. But you could also look at taxes being done in other areas as well. So, yes, of course, they are, they are, they, I mean, they are, they, it's confirming or you know, earlier reports that government will be reviewing some of the tax measures. Maybe Let let's say review tax measures more firmed up to raise that 12 billion that it's looking at. And, and let's see those growth uh, programs that they'll be putting out because government is also very interested about how can they support the private sector as well to grow. So whilst they are putting in the taxes, there will also be some incentives to support the private firms so that they can expand. And when they expand, they can employ more, they can contribute more in taxes. And that is what government believes that can help going forward to meet these revenue issues and all the rest. Yeah. So I should take it back into the studio. A few things are
7: confirmed and a few things we are beginning to learn that new taxes may be expected. But, like course, George has said it, I said it earlier, that when it comes to budget matters, one hour, 30 minutes, 15 minutes to the budget presentation, a few things can be pulled. And so you cannot confirm anything. But if anything, we've had so far is anything to go by. Some taxes are expected to go. The taxes on sanitary parts, a lot of people have made a lot of noise about it. And the expectation is that government is going to rejig it a little bit. We do not know in terms of how exactly that is going to be done. We are going to get confirmation very soon when the finance minister mounts the days. As you can see behind me, so many members of parliament have now taken their seat. The only thing left now is the finance minister to come in, for the speaker to come in and gavel the house in session. It's going to be a very light business today. The house is just going to deal with the matters of the, uh, the, the budget. Both leaders are going to comment on it, and then they'll call it a wraps. Tomorrow they'll do some business, on Friday as well. Then Monday they'll come back to debate the key principles as have been outlined in the budget. After the post-budget workshop, which will be held here in Parliament. So those are the key issues that have come. I've just seen the executive director of the National Cathedral, um, Paul Opukumens, just coming in. So a lot more people are coming in. The Bank of Ghana governor is expect expected to come in any moment from now. His seat is there. The NPP chairman is here, attorney general, and minister. So I shall take it over in the studio, but it's a, it's, a, it's a well, it's a chamber that is forming up. And very soon we expect Ken Oferiata to begin his presentation on the 2024 budget to the
3: Ghanaian public is our parliamentary affairs correspondent and he's been doing this with George Riafe with some analysis from parliament and also painting a picture of what parliament looks like at the moment. The house is forming up, getting ready to receive the finance minister Ken Oferiata who will be delivering the 2024 budget and so you need to stay on the Joy News channel for our continuous coverage. Right about now I'll be giving way for Wednesday and his economic team, who will be coming on to uh, do some analysis of the budget as we anticipate the coming in of the uh, finance minister Ken Fariata to deliver the budget. Do stay tuned in. <laughs>
10: Introducing the Kensington Heights at Airport City Kumasi, the largest modern smart city in West Africa. The Kensington Heights is your bridge to the skies where you can access direct flights to international destinations, including the USA, UK and Europe. Imagine a world where convenience, comfort and investment opportunities converge seamlessly. The Kensington Heights offers an incredible opportunity for families, investors and businesses worldwide. Enjoy spacious and beautifully designed luxury suites, executive suites, one-bedroom apartments, and two- and three-bedroom penthouses, complete with world-class amenities and easy access to the new Kumasa International Airport. All units are on sale now, starting at $69,950. Be a part of the future of Kumasi and reserve your property today. For more information, visit our website www.thekensantingheights.com or www.airpodsitykumasi.com
11: 2023 ecobank joy news habitat fair is more than an exhibition it's the gateway to your dream home don't miss this chance to make informed decisions about every aspect of your living space join us at the accra international conference center from thursday november 23rd to sunday november 26th 2023 this year we are diving into the theme of home ownership exploring the nuances between affordability comfort and luxury we are bringing everything housing under one roof just for you. See you there. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African bank, and powered by the Plant City Extension Project from Cities and Habitats. Rent to own. And sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough, Springfield Estates, where dreams are built. Virtual Security, Complete Security Solution. DBS, Your Roof Experts. Virtual Infosec Africa, Security Solutions by Design. Alphabet City, the ABC of Home Sweet Home. St. Gobain Weber, Jiprock, ProRock, Placo, Isover, making the world a better home. Clifton Homes, beautiful homes, wise investments. The Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi, by HDG Homes Limited. A nation that honors its heroes is worth dying for. After months of rigorous contest for recognition in the regions and districts, the maiden edition of the Ghana Health Service Excellence Awards 2023, the grand finale comes off at the Grand Arena, Accra International Conference Center. Join us, celebrate, and honor our hardworking health professionals. Date, November 29, 2023. Our special guest of honor, Her Excellency, Mrs. Rebecca Akufuado, First Lady, Republic of Ghana. From 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., there'll be an exhibition, free health screening, blood donation, and public lectures. 6 p.m., arrival in style, and at 7 p.m., the main awards event begins. For sponsorship, contact 0244-125-314 or 0543. 726406 Ghana Health Service Excellence Awards Celebrating our heroes Our lifeline
4: I need to see you guys enjoying life now.
7: Right now, we'll be home is My people won't make me lose you. If they score, we are yeah. slow. Go TV Super TV. we go watch ah the Premier League matches.
9: Come on, no, they finished.
4: Official
3: ball. power! i See Go TV, Output
9: transcript
3: Out.
5: Yes, 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 yes,
12: is back with another amazing season. This time, we are stepping up with Syntex Tank. Step up with Syntex Tank. We'll see contestants answer questions of your choice and win over 6,000 Ghana CDs cash prize weekly and other products from our sponsors. This season, viewers at home should watch out for the Syntex Tank question of the week. Be the first to answer correctly via WhatsApp or send SMS to 50 833 and win incredible prizes. The person who answers most of the weekly questions correctly and fastest, Gets a 65 inch Samsung TV at the end of the season. Step up with Syntex Tan showing on Joy Prime every Sunday, 7:30 p.m. Sponsored by Bell Ice, MTN Momo, Angel Cola. Powered by Syntex 10. Joy Prime, your ultimate experience. <laughs>
13: Hi, my name is Joel Nete and I bring you greetings from the old Achimotan Association, of which I'm the president. I'm inviting you to Achimoto Speaks, which is a platform created by the old Achimotan Association, but indeed a platform where all Ghanaians living everywhere can have a conversation around the most critical things that matter to us as a people. The next Achimoto Speaks event which holds on Thursday, the 16th of November at the British Council Hall. It's under the theme, Ghana, a country in crisis, defining a new economic direction. Our keynote speaker is Professor Nyaku of the New York University. Professor Nyaku is a distinguished economist and brings to this conversation both an international and of course, locally relevant perspective. On the panel with him will be Pishigulana Alasan Andani, the former CEO of Stambik Bank. We also have Mr. Kofifin of Petro Trust, and we also have Mr. Frank Edu, a former CEO of Cal Bank. This conversation will be moderated by Akra Mundi, and we are poised to have a very serious conversation, not just about our past, and indeed not about our current situation as a country, but maybe even more importantly, Where we need to be going into the future if we want to change our fortunes like I said this is a platform that invites all Ghanaians who care about Ghana so regardless of what school you went to regardless of where you are in the economy please come let's have this conversation it's at the British Council Hall on Thursday the 16th of November and it starts at 6 p.m. sharp so please come at 5 o'clock come meet come greet come network And let's start this conversation at 6 p.m. sharp. I look forward to seeing you there.
11: 2023 ecobank joy news habitat fair is more than an exhibition it's the gateway to your dream home don't miss this chance to make informed decisions about every aspect of your living space join us at the accra international conference center from thursday november 23rd to sunday november 26th 2023 this year we are diving into the theme of home ownership exploring the nuances between affordability comfort and luxury we are bringing everything housing under one roof, just for you. See you there. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African bank, and powered by the Plant City Extension Project from Cities and Habitats. Rent to Own and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meet value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough, Springfield Estates where dreams are built. Virtual Security, complete security solution. DBS, your roof experts. Virtual Infosec Africa, security solutions by design. Alphabet City, the ABC of home sweet home. Saint Gobain Weber, Jiprock, Prorock, Placo, Isover, making the world a better home. Clifton Homes Beautiful homes, wise investments. The Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi, by HDG Homes Limited. Africa,
4: Africa,
7: Africa, Africa. <laughs>
9: I wanted to take it home. a
5: fictional one. Mama this one
3: is going to be in trouble. That's why I ain't learning a rất ah стала.
11: What about